Thank you guys for coming to the conference. My name is The church. One of the main responsibilities I have is managing the volunteers for the tech ministry for Sundays and any other services that we may have that uh, use the facility. So, be helpful, my computer didn't fall asleep. Um, so, I, I have a group of maybe 10 to 15 um, people that help me out on Sundays from doing. Uh, lyrics, sound, um, and then our video cameras. We have video cameras upstairs that we use to record the services and also broadcast our live stream. So um, that's one of the main um, responsibilities I have that's very weekly. And in addition to that, I um, am a graphic designer, web designer, and um, IT guy. So if anyone's computer breaks down, um, our internet isn't working on a Sunday. Uh, it's my job to figure out why. And then um, I also create most of the um, announcement slides, uh, lyric backgrounds that we use, um, as well as manage our Calvary.com website and all subsequent websites that we make for ministries. So um, a little bit about who I am. I am currently 24 years old. And I um, came, came to Monterey for school. I went to the university here. And um, my degree was technically in video game design because I initially wanted to do like um, animation. So I wanted to work for Pixar. And I got shot down, but that's OK. I didn't have much work anyway. Um, but, but so while I was doing that, I got really close with one of the um, youth pastors here. He was at our college ministry. Um, and he encouraged me to start serving with the tech team here. And that kind of launched me doing a tech internship over the summer of my sophomore year of college. And I've been here ever since. So that was 2012. So I'm coming up on five years uh, working here, mixture of full-time and part-time. Um, I was part-time while I finished up my degree. And then I um, became full-time in 2015, which has been awesome. Um, so... Purpose. So this workshop is called um, uh, like media for your worship service. So basically, kind of what I want to talk to you guys is how we go about, you know, making slides using lyrics, different background images, um, and just kind of how we use media to help with the worship service. Um, kind of as the leader of the tech ministry. I really think of us as just kind of like an offshoot of the worship ministry. So we're all kind of invested in the same part of the church. Um, so I work really closely with Pastor Brenton when it comes to um, doing stuff with like the worship volunteers. And we, we group the worship and tech volunteers in together a lot. Um, and so our goal is mainly for when we use media is for it to be non-distracting and just um, helpful for people to further engage in the worship service. Um, make clean, easy-to-read slides, um, you know, visually interesting backgrounds that aren't distracting or um, too flashy for any reason. Because we're, we're not into, like, making a show or, um, you know, showing off kind of, like, the cool technology that we have, but just really wanting it to be... Um, a place where people can easily just like let go of their cares of the world and um, engage with the Lord. 
So, so now I'm kind of going to go into kind of how we do that on a practical level. I, like I said, I'm a graphic designer, so I've, it's, I'm not a naturally designy person. I'm a little bit more technical, which is why I do the IT stuff. But, um, so it's taken me a while to kind of learn how to be a designer. I'm not naturally very artistic, but, um, so I'm going to be talking about things like fonts, backgrounds, kind of stuff like that that we do. So um, there are many different types of fonts, and I love talking about fonts. Um, so there's a serif font that's basically what people usually use for, um, like, research papers and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you're thinking, but whatever you're talking about is not up on the screen. Uh, that, good to know. Try and use Google, Google Slides and nothing works. Okay. I like your logo, right? Oh, I'm also a, I do freelance on the side, so that's my freelance thing. Um, okay. There we go. Is that okay? Woo! Fonts. These are the previous slides. Just like here. Um, so fonts, fun or distracting, right? So the first type of font is a serif font, which is what a lot of people use for like research papers. Times New Roman, Times, very kind of um, scholarly type of fonts, which are really good. Um, sometimes we utilize those for uh, scripture readings or um, text that's not just like lyrics, but a little bit different. And the font we normally use for lyrics is a sans serif, which is a little bit more of like an artsy font. Um, it doesn't have kind of the little, the little like, they're called serifs, the serif, sans serif. Um, they don't have those these little things on the ends of them, which gives them kind of a cleaner look. And um, they're just a little bit easier to read, I think, naturally, just when they're on the screen. Um, there's slab serif, that's kind of a, um, a mixture between the two types of serifs. This one um, is really big, so it's really good visually, but sometimes it can get cluttered as you see the spacing in between them is really close together. Um, so if you have a bunch of that text on a slide, it gets kind of kind of jumbled up. And then, you know, there's like the handwritten fonts that looks like, you know, paint strokes or calligraphy writing, um, which are really cool, kind of like what we use the serif for, a little bit like special stuff. So if there's um, a scripture reading or like we did a Christmas Eve service where we actually like read through the Christmas story and we had some of that text up on the screen um, that we did kind of like a handwritten. And then script fonts are the really kind of like swoopy fonts that look like legitimate calligraphy that we don't use very often. Um, so so backgrounds, back, so fonts is kind of the first part and then backgrounds is the second part. Um, usually we like to keep the font consistent throughout all our slides, except for if you notice at our night of worship on Friday, we had two different kind of sets. We had a full band set and then an acoustic set. So for the full band set, we did one type of background image with um, with like a serif font because that's kind of what our graphic, the night of worship graphic was. It's kind of the neon letters. But for the acoustic set, we did a little bit more of a warmer background and we went with just kind of the big sans serif font that we used. But um, so we'll switch fonts in that sense if it's like a different set or like a different time during the service, but we normally won't change it out like every song. So it's like change font, change font, change font, change font, change font. Um, same, same process with the backgrounds. We'll keep our backgrounds pretty unified throughout the service, but if we have a, um, if there's a time where the pastor comes up and does like a little message, sometimes we'll change the background for that. 
and we also use our our LED lights in tandem with the backgrounds that work. So if the background color changes, usually we'll have the um, the LED lights change as well, just kind of helping show that there's a transition ha transition happening in the service. So the next few slides are just examples of different um, backgrounds that we have. Some of them um, we have purchased through Shutterstock, which is a great um, stock footage website. Um, some of them are uh, landscape photography that we've gotten, and I've just tweaked it a little bit by either adding a texture to it or just making it a little dark, darker so lyrics will show up on it easier. Um, and some of them are images that we purchased from Worship House Media, which is one of the resources in our program, actually, that uh, we still use a little bit. It has great... Um, background slides, as countdowns. I think it even has like sermon intro slides. Um, so this is an example of um, one of the backgrounds we got from Shutterstock. And this was actually the original image. Um, we liked it because about a year or so ago we went through the whole like geometric phase, like artsy stuff. So a lot of our graphics were just kind of like abstract geometric shapes. Um, so we got this one and it was pretty light so it didn't really work very well with the um, the font and everything that we usually use because we use white. Um, so I so this is kind of an edited version I did. That it's um, it's the same graphic, but it's just the brightness is down, the contrast is up, and I think I even overlaid a different color to it. So I just made it a little bit more of a green color. Um, and so I use Photoshop, but there's a free kind of imaging editing software called GIMP, G-I-M-P. Um, that you could do these kind of edits on, no problem. Oops, not that. Uh, so this is another example, same thing. So the picture in the middle is the picture that we purchased from um, Shutterstock. And um, all the subsequent images are just slight variations of them. So um, sometimes we'll get an image, and usually if you purchase an image from um, a stock image, the stock image company, they'll give you a really big image. Um, with high resolution, which is really good because you can scale it up and down and you're not going to get any weird pixelation issues. So, so if you see like each of the, so it's kind of the same pattern, but you know, this is kind of, I pushed it down a little bit for this one, push this one up. This one is a little bit more of like a purple color. Um, and this one's just a little darker. They're just slight variations of the same image so that theoretically you could get one stock image. And then even if you just tweak it a little bit by just like scaling it up or down or so you could have like five different images that you could use for different things um, which is pretty nice to have um, this is um, so this is actually I think I found this um, background image on a free service that I use for stock images there was kind of a cave uh, initially we were doing our children's ministry was doing the VBS uh, cave quest so I was looking at cave background images um, and I found this one that was really cool, and it kind of naturally had a nice um, gradient to it, so like it went from one color to the other color. And I basically just overlaid different colors on it. So this one's an all green one. This one kind of goes from blue to purple, and this one's a little bit more of like orange to purple. Normally we stick to um, purples and blues and kind of oranges. Um, for a lot of our backgrounds, uh, because our LED lights, those are kind of the lights that look best on our stage. So that's kind of what we have to work with right now. And then um, if you look closely, this image is uh, pretty crisp, 
whereas these two kind of have a little bit of like a roughed texture on them. And that's because I found a, um, a free texture that I just put on top of it, which that's kind of what I've seen in a lot of landscape background lyric slides is usually it's a picture, have a little bit of color on it, and then a little bit of a texture on it just to give it some flair. So that's kind of the, the process I normally go about when doing that. Um, so this is two um, landscape photos that we actually took locally. We were doing a, um, a video for our Roman series, and we went out to Big Sur, and there's um, Big Sur is kind of right on the coast. So there's this, he got this nice picture of the, um, of the coast with the waves, and then he got this picture of, I think these are lilies or some some pretty flowers and we actually used uh, this background for our uh, for our sermon series in Romans since Romans is a large chapter we're kind of breaking it up into different sections so for one section that was our background image um, but even using just like the, this landscape photography on the back of lyric slides looks pretty nice um, and I think I darkened them a little bit but um, but it helps it was Riley Monzo, the guy who uh, did the church sound workshop. He took these photos, and he did a pretty good job at it. Uh, these are examples of ones that we've purchased off of Worship House Media. So you can kind of see one is kind of like a landscape one. So it's like waves crashing, and there's like a wood, wood grain texture, and then like a grunge texture on top of that, um, which this is a nice one that we've used a few times for, for lyrics and also for like scripture readings. And then the, the other one is a little bit of an older one that we've had for a while. Um, it's The reason we don't use it so much is because it is light. Light backgrounds don't work very well um, for us. We do have a slight drop shadow on our text for the lyrics, but it doesn't um, affect it very much. So, so we usually try and go a little bit darker on that sense. And then this other one is kind of like what I was saying, like the geometric shapes and a little bit like stained glass, which is really cool kind of gives it, you could do a stained glass background if you're doing like an old hymn for like nostalgia or something um, that's really fun to do. So so all the lyric backgrounds and fonts I've been talking about, we put it all into our program that we use that's ProPresenter 5. It's a pretty standard program that um, a lot of churches use. Um, and I've, I found it's a little bit easier to use than um, Easy Worship, and um, like if you have to use PowerPoint or Keynote, um, this program is pretty pretty nice, pretty easy to use, pretty easy to teach as well. Um, that this is kind of the main thing I have volunteers do on a Sunday, um, ranging from I have guys who are you know in their mid 40s to uh, high school students who are running lyrics, and they they all do a great job at it. Um, so this is kind of how we have. Um, our services set up. I just did kind of the restore one um, as an example. But so in ProPresenter, you kind of have playlists, which are basically your services. So we have um, Sundays, uh, Wednesday when we have our midweek services. Woo! Gonna actually close that window. It's creating a crossbreed. Um, Thank you. So 
um, the playlists are helpful because you can have multiple services in there with different lyrics and different um, teaching slides and everything for, um, for whatever your church is doing. Um, and this is kind of like how it looks. So you have the preview window right here. So this is what's going on your screen. And then um, this is one of your, they call them documents. So um, this one is kind of our rotation one. So these are all the slides that are rotating through the pre-service. That's um, usually for those slides, we try them just to be like informational. So for Restore, we wanted to put up like our resources that we use. Um, we want all you guys to stay in touch with us on staff. If you have any questions or needs, we just love to help you guys out any way we can. Um, and then like the podcast is a really good way to get all the teachings. Um, our Spotify account is going to have like a playlist for all the songs that you've guys been hearing this weekend. And then on Facebook is kind of the main way that we share new resources and everything with you guys. And so for Sundays, we'll do we'll do a similar thing where we'll, we'll put up like what we're teaching on Sunday, kind of what ministries are going on during the week, uh, like what times and everything they meet, and any kind of extra information that we would want someone who's just kind of sitting in the sanctuary early um, to have access to. Unfortunately, with the culture in Monterey, not a lot of people come to service early. So normally people come about a song and a half into service, but that's okay. Sometimes you'll get them at the tail end of it. And then, um, so that's kind of for pre-service. And then we'll do a, a countdown video for most of our Sunday services pretty frequently, which again is supposed to help people get in service on time, but does not happen. Um, but it's just nice because people associate that with like, okay, service is starting soon. I should maybe possibly get a third cup of coffee and then go into the service. Um, and then we'll do um, special ones like we did for Night of Worship. Um, it would, the audio for it is the same that we do on Sunday, but a different um, video for it. Um, and then after that, we just kind of have all our songs listed. So here we have some of the songs that I believe... Hillary and Kate did this morning. And then this is an example of what a song looks like. So it's very similar. Um, well, not very similar. It's different than like Keynote or uh, PowerPoint where you get to see every single slide and you can actually click and choose which one you want to go to, which is one of the things that makes ProPresenter actually very helpful um, for a worship service because, you know, we try and get the song in ProPresenter as close to what the worship team is going to do as possible to make it easy for our volunteers. Um, but some things change sometimes. Sometimes band members kind of forget what part they're on or they'll skip a second verse or something. Um, so it's really nice to kind of have this layout where the lyrics operator can see, oh, shoot, they're going to verse 2 instead of verse 3, so they can just click it. Whoops. Um, so they can just click it instead of having to like backspace four times or backspace three times or forget where they're at. Um, which that, again, goes along with kind of our purpose of the tech ministry is to be non-distracting. So if we can portray the lyrics as well and in a timely manner as possible for people that, um, you know, they might not need the lyrics. It might be a song that they know by heart, but they're just there as a resource in case they want them. Um, so this is an example of like the editor window for the lyrics, which is another kind of very simple um, feature that it has that lets you easily add text, add colors, different outlines, strokes, and everything. And if you see right here, the font we use is Century Gothic Bold, 
which we've, we've been using that same font for years, and that's just our standard um, sans serif font that we like to use. And we do a slight, um, slight drop shadow on it, just for if we do have a lighter background, just so that um, no words get lost in the shuffle. We used to do a black stroke around it, but we kind of switched the drop shadow. It's a little bit more trendy now, I'd say. Um, and another one of the great features about ProPresenter is how it handles media. Um, one of the issues when I first um, started started helping out here was that there there wasn't a lot of organization with the media for the worship services, so it was kind of hard to find an image if it wasn't already in one of the projects or one of the documents. Um, so we've really tried to, or I've really tried to make it easy for, um, especially since we have volunteers running it, that if something comes up and the pastor announces something that wasn't initially supposed to be announced or the band decides to do a different song and it has a different background on it, that they can easily go to this that's called the uh, video image bin and they can see kind of all the all the images that we have on the computer and they're kind of stretched out into um, event slides which is like for our announcements so if we have um, we had like a youth family barbecue um, our bridge ministry had a dinner a few weeks ago um, so those are kind of the things that we would use for event slides and then lyric backgrounds is all the backgrounds that we have so um, if they need to change the background slide right here, they just go to Lyric Backgrounds and all of them are in there so they can easily pick which one to use. And then we have Teaching Slides. That's, um, we keep that pretty clean because normally we just do one teaching slide a Sunday and then a different one the next Sunday. Um, that Our pastor's assistant does it and she just emails it to us and we put it in the computer. Um, so if we've had a lot of situations where the lyric slide or the teaching slide hasn't been updated in time, so it's the old one. So after a few minutes of the service, they're like, oh shoot, it's the wrong one, so we gotta get the new one up there. And so they can easily find it. And then we have videos, which is where we have all of our announcement videos, sermon intro videos, um, and some, we have a few pre service videos that are just some animations that are there, um, just so that it's easy for the lyrics operator to find the resources that they need. I find that that's um, one of the really important things to do when you're dealing with media for a worship service is to have it easily understandable for volunteers so that um, if you guys are the ones who are, you know, sometimes you have to run everything on a Sunday, but um, something that you can easily delegate to someone or that someone could easily kind of pick up on or help you with. So it's not like a massive, like you have to take three weeks and you have to train them. And then you have to wait till they're ready for it. Um, so just making it as easy as possible for them. Um, quickly, I want to just talk about. Quick question. Yeah. Uh, do you have a Bible, a Bible that you can link to and just put the Bible verses on there too? Or you do. do you, to- you do. So um, we we don't use that function very often, but um, but there is something in ProPresenter where there's a Bible that you can actually search for a Bible verse, and you can click which version you want, and then you can actually import it as a document, and it can split it up by uh, verse, not verse, you can split it up by, no, yeah, verse, by verse or by slide, um, which is nice if you have to do Bible verses on the fly. So, um, so transitions is a really small thing 
yet a big thing at the same time. Um, if a transition goes well, no one notices it. If a transition goes bad, everyone notices it. So, multiple types of transitions. So, from pre-service to worship, worship to announcements or teachings, and then teaching to um, final worship song or post-service. Um, a lot of the times we try and have our document pretty set up so that it's just kind of slide by slide. But a lot of the times um, we'll wait for the countdown to expire. And then we try and put the lyric background for the first song up as soon as possible so it's not just a black screen. Um, because we have just the one big projector, we try and have something on it at all times so that we're using it. And then um, when it comes to switching lyrics, I usually instruct the lyrics operator to be a little bit of ahead of the worship team. Since as a lyrics operator, your goal is to more lead the congregation, um, not really lead the worship team, because the worship team usually kind of knows what they're doing. And we have a confidence monitor in the back of the sanctuary. If you guys look uh, right above the sound booth, it has the lyrics on there for the worship team in case they need them. Um, but we'll usually be a word or two ahead of the worship team on the lyrics in the back just so that um, you know by the time people read the last few words on the screen they kind of already got it so you can switch the slide and they're not going to get um, tripped up and so then that helps them get ready so then they can see the words for the next stanza without without any uh, delay which is really good um, sometimes I've been able to actually audibly hear it in the sanctuary when we don't put it up in time. It's like they'll be like, this is amazing, Grace. And it'll be like, ah, failing love. It's like, ah, I didn't do that fast enough. So um, that's, that's another small thing that, you know, it's not really noticeable unless you're in the service all the time and you just kind of hear it. Um, so lastly, uh, resources. So one of the things I really want this workshop and this conference to be for you guys is a resource. So I was just going to kind of give you guys a list of some of the stuff that I use for um, for media creation so that you guys could, um, could be able to make some of your own stuff or just um, find places to get some of your own stuff. So the first one is ProPresenter. Um, it's really nice. It's available for Mac and Windows. It is a hefty price initially for a church license. But the good thing is that since it's for a church license, you can put it on as many computers as you want forever, and it never stops. So we have multiple computers on campus that um, we just put ProPresenter on, and after paying the initial $400, you don't got to pay anything else. So that's the downside. Is it's, it's, it's a heavy stipend up front, but it's a long-term investment. And we're on ProPresenter 5. There is a ProPresenter 6. And um, ProPresenter is mainly really good with Mac operating systems. We do run it on Windows in our Sanctuary 2, but that has posed some problems, uh, just because I believe the people who uh, designed it kind of focused it more on Mac instead of Windows. And so they actually have a ProPresenter 6 that I think is really set up for, like, um, for Mac on like Yosemite and uh, earlier operating systems. And so um, I, I haven't gone to the point of getting ProPresenter 6 yet. It has a few more bells and whistles, but nothing that we necessarily need. So um, 
ProPresenter 5 has been working good for us for about two, three years or so now. Um, one of the stock image resources is Shutterstock that I was talking about. So um, Shutterstock is nice. It has um, full resolution stock images, and then there's different kind of levels you can do. You can do um, you can do plans where you pay like monthly for a certain amount of images, or you can just pay for like twenty five dollars for three images. You can just download three images. Um, Shutterstock is great. Um, another really good resource is Pexels. Pexels, yes, I have heard of it. Mm -hmm. Our church has been using it. It's 100 percent free, mm -hmm. and um, they don't. I don't think they have the. They don't have the same library that Shutterstock has. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like it's not going to be a resource 100 percent of the time. But um, if you're just looking for something, yeah, free, for sure. Is my best friend. So the other one I was going to talk is Free Picks. That's another free one, and that's actually one that I've been using almost exclusively for the past year or so. Um, yeah, free picks. F R E E P I K. Um, it's so I put its vectors, PSD files, icons, and stock images. So, um, so vector images. If you are using any kind of vector um, editing software like Adobe Illustrator or Inkscape, um, that's a little bit more like line art designs. Uh, PSD files, so Photoshop files. So the um, Graphic that we did for for the uh, podcast, this uh, iPhone stuff was from FreePix, and I basically just it was a PSD file. I just put it in Photoshop and put a screenshot of the podcast on there, and I'm done. So it was pretty nice. Um, and then they have icons, which is um, fun if you want to make a cool little like social media icon for your pastor slide if they want people to follow along with Twitter or whatever. And then uh, stock images. So they, so yeah, they don't have as big of a library as Shutterstock, but they have a good amount of good stock images on there. Um, and then the last resource is Defont, which um, is free downloadable fonts, all free. There are some fonts out there that if you go to different sites, you have to pay like 25 bucks or something for. Um, but Defont is a wonderful library, just of um, tons of fonts, all different types that you can use for you know, whatever you want. If you want kind of a little bit more of a unique flair for one of your lyric backgrounds, you can search for a cool script font on there, and they have wonderful um, wonderful fonts. I use it quite often. Uh, some fonts to not use are Comic Sans, Papyrus. Um, those are kind of the two main ones that a lot of people use that you don't really want to use anymore. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's kind of all, and I wanted to open up to you guys to kind of, if you have any questions, I want to hear kind of where you guys are at in your churches, and maybe what, what you need help with, what you're struggling with, and if there's anything that we can all help each other with, I'd just love, love for that to happen. I've used also CreationSwap. Okay, what's CreationSwap? Also, like, uh, background images that are free, you can get... Certain amount per month for free. Oh, cool. Just sign up with them. Okay. And like, it's, it's Christian background, so it has a lot of already pre-made with crosswords. Mm-hmm. Nice. What was that called again? Creation swap. Okay.
So, so what does the media look like in your guys' churches right now? Since we have to set our stuff up every week, we keep it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Once you have a computer, you can do a lot. Definitely. This is a good resource we're looking at getting a new presentation software. Oh, cool. What are you guys using right now? Uh, right now, our Macs, I don't even know what they're using, but my pastor has some kind of free software he's using. Okay. And um, he's using that for that reason for sure. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I've been using Proclaim. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been, I downloaded, I've used ProPresenter in the past, and I've downloaded it. Um, my pastor took over our church like a year and a half ago, so we still have our like proclaimed membership. Right. Um, so we'll probably, when that expires, we'll probably switch over to to ProPresenter. Mm-hmm. It works well. I mean, it's a good it's a good software. It's just I think ProPresenter has a little bit better features. Because Proclaim is a lot on the mobile too, right? Yeah, uh, but the thing is, we don't need a mobile platform mm-hmm. either, so it's not like. Um, it's not like that, that aspect of it isn't necessarily benefiting us. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I've heard of uh, Calvary Gilroy, or they're the anchor now, they use Proclaim, and it's it's working out for them right now. And I, I looked into it a little bit last year, too, and yeah, it seemed really cool if you're like, you know, have a tablet or a phone that you just use for the service, but if you don't need that, it's not as useful. <laughs> if it was me by myself, they'd be pretty bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is pretty collaborative. Uh, the main people who I work with to kind of design the stuff is Riley and Brenton. So Brenton and Riley both have very good artistic eyes. So if I make something initially, usually it goes through them first um, to get their approval if they want it. If, it. if it looks good to them, if they have some critiques. And then um, also, depending on what it's for, sometimes the ministry leader or the person who's asking for the graphic, I'll ask them if it looks okay to them or what content they want on it, if it's a flyer. Uh, So it's pretty collaborative. We use a messaging system here called Slack. It's pretty big. Um, And so if if I make something, I'll Slack it uh, and tag the people in it who I need their review on, and usually they'll get back to me. How much is it um, like completely original artwork versus using stock stuff and slightly altering? Most of it is stock stuff, yeah. and um, like those those few slide those few backgrounds. Uh, these are um, photos that Riley took out in Big Sur, so that is completely original. Um, but the, I believe the background slide for Restore is a stock image, so we use probably. 75% stock image, and then um, some of the slides that we have that are like more vector ones, we'll make from scratch. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been using stock images a lot more recently now. 
I go through different design phases where it's like all vector stuff, all stock photo stuff, all vector stuff. It changes with the times. I'm from Cameron Chapel, Concord, and we use ProPresenter 5 now. And when we got it three years ago or something, it was like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> so wonderful to be able to use it. We're very pleased with it. And also, it comes with a lot of background images. Mm -hmm. You preload it when you buy the program and some other video backgrounds that are very soft and subtle and uh, it's just you can put a Twitter feed on it to mm -hmm. do that but there's just so much stuff that can be used. Oh yeah. It's, it's a great program. You guys, are you handling um, like the simulcast as well or is that like another department, another group? The live stream? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we handle that as well. So we um, it's been a little rocky recently, actually. Not really sure why. Um, again, IT guys, the internet or something. So I've been trying to figure that out. But yeah, so we um, have a video system upstairs in our office that takes the uh, video feed and also a direct feed from our projector. Um, and so it sends it out three different ways. It sends it out through the cable network that we have on site. So if there's a, so through that coax plug right there, if I plugged it into the TV and searched for a digital, um, a digital channel, it would get the camera feed. So, so that's been nice because if we have any TVs on site, we just plug it into the coax, search for the cable network, and we have the video, which is really helpful. And then it also gets sent to a DVR system that we use for our second sanctuary that's on the other side of the campus. Um, and that, so it's two transmitters and then two receivers that are on the, um, two receivers in Sanctuary 2 and two transmitters in our office um, that both connect to a central DVR that's in Sanctuary 2 that then can play back a recording um, at a delay. So it can rec record and play back um, the same recording at the same time, which is what we use every Sunday. And um, it's been working out a lot more better now that we got a new DVR. We had an old one that was faulty, so it, it wouldn't work 99% of the time. And then um, thirdly, it goes to a Mac Pro tower that we have upstairs that um, is our, for our live stream. So then we use a program called Wirecast to send it uh, to our live stream. And our live stream service is churchstreaming.tv. I saw them at uh, a worship leaders conference three years ago. And I, I spoke with the guy who was one of the developers there. And he was really nice. And they're, they have a pretty decent service. It's $139 a month. It went up, unfortunately. It was $99 a month. But, um, but yeah, you can stream. We stream two services a Sunday with them. And then um, it, it can have the archives of as much as 30 gigabytes of data. Um, and as well, it's nice. They have a Roku app integration. So you can set up to have a Roku app. And then they recently added an Apple TV app that I think you have to pay a bigger service for that we haven't done yet. Um, but all in all, it's been working out really good. But yeah, live stream's been the... I, one of the projects I finished was the lighting. Our, our lights in the sanctuary are kind of... They're not... Um, they're a little old, so they sink down a lot since we have a decent amount of base in the sanctuary. 
Um, so every like month or so, I have to get up on some scaffolding and readjust the lights. And so I recently like checked all the bulbs, changed some of the barn doors and everything on them. So my next project is to fix our live stream because we haven't been having decent live stream for the past few months, or past few weeks because of either the internet or the computer. So I think it's the computer. So I swap the computers, and we're gonna see if it works this Sunday. If it doesn't, I don't know. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm. I'm an IT guy by trade, not by schooling. So my, my father worked at IBM, and he kind of instilled that in me when I was young, and I've just learned everything just from other people. So I have no real like professional IT training. So a lot of my stuff is Google searching. That's how I learn. That's good. About the live stream, since you guys started live streaming the services, has there been a lot of response from the people watching it, I mean, is there, is it a big audience? It, it's a, yeah, it's more, so we've been doing it consistently, well, we've been doing it for a while, but um, we've been doing it, like, to a higher caliber for maybe the past three years or so, and there's been a decent response to it, you know, the, the most we've had is, like, 50, 50 views, for one service, and we have two services. So I think we average about 70 or 80 people watching online um, a week. And if, if this is any uh, consolation, it's gotten to the point where if the live stream is down, I get four text messages the second it's down. So um, a, lot of, a lot of people do use it, and it is a really nice service to have. Um, it's, it's very elusive. Sometimes, kind of like what, with the issues we're having, like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, what, which step is it? Is it, the, is it the cameras? Is it the internet? Is it the computer? Is it blah, 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 blah. So um, that's been kind of the hardest thing to maintain. But when it works, it's a really fun thing to have. Um, and a lot of people really like it. So it's $195? $139 a month. So... For smaller churches, something that we started doing was we just do Facebook live streams. Yeah, yeah. And it works really well. I mean, you can just get your iPhone or Android and mm -hmm. just go into the Facebook app and then start a live stream. And it's completely free and it just posts automatically to your Facebook page when you're done. So uh, it's, a, it's not going to be like the, um, it'll be just a little square. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be like the full resolution. Right. Which is a downside or a drawback, but um, for smaller church churches, it's I think a really good. Have you used call. Facebook or the Facebook uh, YouTube Live? If you haven't gone to YouTube Live, um, I've looked into that, connecting to like a, one of my DSLRs or something mm -hmm. like that, um, and then just streaming. Um, but for right now, <laughs> you, uh, Facebook works Facebook just well. It's working great. So, stick with that. No, for sure. It's like you taking it one second at a time. Yeah, one run project at a time. So I'm learning what to do. How many cameras did you say you have? We have two. We have two robotic cameras. So one is mounted right above the entryway, and the other one is mounted on the left wall. That we actually just moved that camera about a year ago. We used to have both cameras right on top of each other, which was. Yay, two cameras, same shot. What are we going to do? So our, our live stream is very boring. <laughs> so we moved it kind of over to the wing wall to get a little bit more of a dynamic shot. And it's been really helpful. And you, you manually 
Manually, so we have a video switcher upstairs that so you have to switch between the sources. And right now, that's that's a volunteer position that I'm lacking in that I'm trying to train a few people on. Um, unfortunately, the guy that we had running it just kind of dropped off the face of the earth, and stopped helping out. Only one person needs to be focused on just that. Yeah, so one person is solely on the video. One person's usually on sound, and then I've I've had one person do lyrics and lights since. Um, our light board looks pretty big, but it's very, very simple. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Um, so I've, I've been trying to get it a little easier for the people running it because the, the lights person, all service basically goes like that. So I don't want to have like a third person there just to do that. Um, so I'll have the lyrics operator. You know, they'll do the lyrics, and then when they need to do a transition, they'll do a transition and then go back to doing lyrics. And it hasn't been, it's not perfect. There's still a few transition hiccups that happen just because you have one person doing two things. But it, it works for where we're at now. Any other questions, comments, aspirations? What do you guys want your the media for your church to be? Uh, well, I'm, I have a question about lights. We're considering art. We're, we're are being really outdated and we haven't done any changes since 15 years or something so, and I'm really intrigued by those LED lights mm -hmm. stage and, and do you have any suggestions of what to look for uh, are you looking for LED lights just for like for color or for also white lights for color for ambiance of the room but most likely I think putting them on the floor by the front stage and have them shine up to change the color of the, the front Wall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the um, we have so the lights that we got we got through a reseller. Um, guys are Zamar Media Solutions that are based in San Jose, and they're really nice guys. They're they're not the cheapest guys out there, but um, in talking with the main president there, he has a real heart for church tech and everything. Um, but the light, one of the, there's a cheaper kind of type of light bars you can get that's a Chave DJ, or Chave DJ, that um, they used to be laughed at in the lighting community because it was DJ lights. Um, but they're a lot better now. And we actually have them in our youth room now, I believe, that um, are really simple. You can get a simple bar light that uh, you can uplight, and you actually don't need DMX for it initially. You can actually just program a color. So if you want red, you do red. If you want blue, you do blue. And it's just little buttons on the back, and then they're just on. Um, we also have the same brand, so Chave DJ. Uh, they're slim pars, so they're round lights. And they're only about like this thick. Um, and they're a little bit more of like a spotlight. So we've tried to use it just a little bit as like additional ambient light or uplighting of band members. Um, and we used to have two big posters on our stage that was for our gospel, our Romans Gospel of Grace series that we actually uplit with those pars. And it was just kind of a nice additional thing to draw focus to them. But yeah, if you do LED lights and stuff, then you have to deal with like DMX and getting a light controller and everything. And that's a whole, it's a whole fun. Yeah. So on the LED, uh, do they make LED spots? That are white? That, that you can use as a spotlight. Yes, they do. So they're bright 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people are going to full LED everything now, like even for white light. And there are some LEDs you get that have a natural like. You can get them to have a little bit of a natural like orange glow to them, so you don't get like a stark white to it. But um, but they're getting to the point where they're used for all stage lighting, um, which is good because then you don't have to deal with bulbs breaking. You deal with um, power consumption, so LEDs are a lot more energy efficient than um, incandescents. So, it, but then of course it's a little bit more expensive, like everything else. That's good. Um, it's going down. It is, yeah, than what it used to be. Um, and then, so yeah, if you get LEDs for everything, they'll also last you a long time, which is the benefit. Yeah, I'd done a little bit of lighting stuff. Yeah, when I had to, I looked into some of the LED stuff and had to get a few light bulbs and replace them. I'm always afraid I'm gonna electrocute myself. I did that. It goes, it goes well. I haven't hurt myself yet, so. For, um, but no, they still do it. We have the diehards that after the nine o'clock service, they're like, "Where's my CD?" <laughs> so we have a CD recorder right next to the soundboard. So the soundboard takes an auxiliary out to the CD recorder that um, we just record the teaching. So when the main pastor gets up there, our sound guy presses play. Then when he's done praying, he stops it. And normally, we have one. One sweet old lady that does it every Sunday, and so she'll usually be right there at the soundboard, even during the closing worship, and she'll take it, put it in our CD duplicator, get like ten or fifteen ready for people. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a big thing, you know. Despite having it online, on the app, on the podcast, people want the CD. I'm like, here's the CD. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get rid of that. What do you think about having a church app? Has it been that's that's one of my other projects. So we have so my first project after this is live stream and then the app. So we do currently have an app. Um, it's Calvary Monterey. It's on Android and iPhone, and um, we host it through a company called Subsplash. That um, they're like Subsplash church app. So they do apps for churches, um, and they're really really nice, really helpful, decently priced. I was approached by another app company, and of course their app was like four times as expensive. They're like, but you can do this, this, this. Like, no. Um, and so we, so yeah, one of the things is where I, I got a lot of feedback on what people want the app to be used for as a little bit more of, if you have an app you want it to be for, you want it geared towards people who are already in your congregation, an app isn't a real good outreach tool. It's a little bit more of like a nurturing your church congregation. So right now we put all of our sermons from Sunday, Wednesday nights, you know, women's Bible study, anything that is audio recorded, it's usually on the app for people to listen to. And so it's kind of another way people can listen on their mobile devices. Our podcast is a little bit more just for like Sundays and Wednesdays, but the app kind of has everything, which is nice. And then um, the app, I'm, I also kind of switched it to be used for resources. So we have a resources tab that has like, you know, how do you give online? How do you sign up to serve? How do you sign up for our weekly Calvary Connection? Um, and so we've been kind of thinking of changing the app to be a little bit more of like 
a pseudo mobile website. So we also have our website that is mobile responsive. But wanting to take some of the main content that's on the website that like doesn't change, like beliefs in history, staff, stuff like that, on the app so that it's easy for people to see, which I've been kind of toying around with. And I got some confirmation from a few staff members just actually this week about like, hey, we should try and do this with our app or uh, things like that. And um, the app has been kind of the, the ugly stepchild of all the media stuff we do <laughs> because because I haven't like focused on it. And so without focusing on it, it just kind of sits there and it's just like, eh, whatever. But, um, but since we've kind of been up and up our media stuff, we want to up up our app as well. And we get decent engagement on the app as well because the church app adds um, statistics for you about who's download it has downloads, launches, and then like media views. So you get to see like how many people are watching media on it, how many people download it, how many people open it a month, um, which is really helpful for us. And iOS is our biggest one right now. Android is like half that, and Windows Phone is zero. <laughs> Not a lot of people have those phones anymore. Subsplash Consulting does, yeah, a lot of... A lot of big churches, yeah. I believe even... I just went to Calvary Fort Lauderdale with Pastor Brenton so a few months ago. Saddleback, they've been doing a National House of Prayer. It's a great service. And then they also, with with the app, I think they do an Apple TV app as well. Awesome. So, yeah. Uh, we I think we pay for the base plan, so it's just a mobile app. But then if you go up, you get mobile and, like, tablet. Then if you go up more, it's, like, mobile, tablet, um, Apple TV. And it kind of... Of course, everything's geared towards iOS, so it's really focused on iOS stuff. What's your process from after Nate speaks, taking that audio and getting on the website? How much editing are you guys doing? We, we do very minimal edits. Normally, the process is we use uh, Adobe Audition to edit it, which is a basic audio editor. Um, and we'll, we'll cut it so that the teaching starts right after. Nate is a very predictable teacher. You know, he'll go up there and be like, okay, hey, everyone, good morning. We're going to be in Romans chapter 12 this morning. Open your Bibles. I'm going to read the verse, and then let's, I'm going to read the scripture, and then let's pray. And basically, when he's done with the opening prayer is when we'll start it. So we'll cut everything before that so that when someone tunes in, it's the teaching. So they just start with the teaching. And then we'll end it with him closing out in prayer. So when he's done with his prayer, he'll be like, okay, amen, amen, cut um, and then we'll do a simple, I normalize it, and then do a, um, a simple compressor at 3 dB so that it raises it up to 3 decibels and kind of keeps it even. And then I'll just save it as an MP3. And then we upload it to our WordPress site. We use WordPress for Calvary.com. And then upload it to our server that is, um, we use to, for the podcast and for the app. So there's two separate Website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so website is straight into WordPress. WordPress has a media upload, uploader you use. And then um, I connect to our FTP server and upload the file into the correct folder. That Then the podcast and the app just link to it through a URL. Um, so it's not the most streamlined process because cause I think we like started with doing a podcast, then we started doing website stuff, and then we did app. So 
it's a little it's a little bit more work than at bike it to be on a Sunday. There there are a lot of services out there where you just do one and it's everywhere, which is really nice. So but yeah, I've I've recently delegated that responsibility to one of uh, the high school students that helps me out. He was my intern over the summer, and he's a very um, very smart guy, and he's agreed just to kind of help out on Sundays. So after service, he gets the disc and does the blood. I don't have to do it. I've been doing it for like four years, so it's pretty tedious for me now. Like I can get it done in like 15 minutes, but if someone else can do it, why not?